You're listening to Office Politics, brought to you by BYOB Revolt. Welcome back to Office Politics, where we talk about all things failure, finding yourself, faking it till you make it. Just kidding. Please stay authentic, kids. Um, Now, if you are joining us, I do want you to go ahead and know that there is a part one. So I don't know. I don't want you to be like left out. Um, It's like Netflix. I recommend you binge my episodes in order, or at least um, this episode and the last episode for sure. We have Jordan Pinkerton, the Riveters' former events director of the Dallas location. She's actually been a huge pioneer in the women-focused online community space before it was trendy and definitely before COVID. Now, something interesting about her story she was in events, like I just said. And um, yeah, that's not really an industry anymore. So to hear about what it's like to have your industry completely disappear and now reemerge drastically different, absolutely check out part one. But to hear the rest of Jordan's story, her journey, and find out all of the best spots to go to in Dallas and all the small businesses you need to be supporting if you're a Dallas site. Keep on listening. As of a couple weeks ago, I now have a creative agency called the Violet Iris Creative Agency. That name was kind of born out of so many people telling me, oh, you have such a good eye, um, which I took as a compliment. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like not a graphic designer, but I can tell a graphic designer that doesn't work. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I can have a client be like, I want this. And I'm like, I can tell you exactly what you want. Write it out and get it to the right resource to build it for you. I'm going to own a business. Yep. We're both yep. going to own businesses. What the hell am I doing? Um, I need to be searching for jobs. So like I would start the day and like apply for like seven or eight jobs yep. and then work on my business. And um, so, yeah, I have an Instagram page that's up. It's just chilling right now. It's about to fully blossom and bloom into a beautiful thing very soon. Um, but it's just um, the dot violet dot iris. And if you don't know, you know, an iris is in your eyeball. You know, <laughs> people are like, what does Iris stand for? And I was like, never mind. It's just, you know what? It's, it's all good. Read a book. I yeah. mean, I can't talk. But I mean, I Listen can't tell, but like, book. it's not your pupil, but your iris <laughs> is like around your pupil. It's not like the colored part of your eye. It's like the round part of your colored part. I guess. I don't know. Who cares? You know, a brand is a brand. But Listen, it looks I, good. It feels I, good. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be out here and actually meet these amazing people that I had, you know, the opportunity to work with, kind of meet them with a solution now. Um, I had a really, really great conversation back in June um, with someone who did like an e-intro for me. And um, it was someone who I'd worked with um, on events. She's an amazing PR agent here in Dallas. Um, And she specifically works with uh, multicultural women in Dallas. And she actually happened to represent my salon where I go get my hair done. Um, And lo and behold, her and I were able to produce an event for millennial people of color in my space, which was super cool. Then she was able to bring her clients to speak on a panel for me, which just so happened to be the salon owner that does my hair. Um, And it was just like this like 
fully like serendipitous thing. Well, lo and behold, she sends me an email in June when I'm probably like, you know, at a low point where I'm like, I'm worth nothing, non essential, <laughs> yeah. you know, non essential stamped across my head. And she introduces me to another creative. And for the first time, I kind of see myself how other people see me. And I'm I'm ready to collaborate with people again. I think people have always been what keep what keeps me going, these amazing relationships, people like you, these yes. organizations. Like I miss that the most. Um, and I'm here to say that is very much essential um, yes. and very yes. much needed in all of our lives. Um, social interaction online is definitely <laughs> incredibly important too. But there is something about the energy you can create in a room on a topic that people really give a damn about. And that's not to throw shade at topics people don't care about. But I guarantee you, if you've got Jacqueline on the mic and she's talking about equality and pay for women and not leaving money on the table, people are going to be in that room just absolutely captivated. And that, to me, that's the real, real, like that's the real stuff. Um, you know, Aries and her, uh, bold black girls podcast. And when she had Minda hearts in, there yes. wasn't a person in that room that wasn't just fully engaged. Like I want that again. <laughs> that's essential. Um, community. That goes back to substance. I think what you said, like, yes, the vanity with like the amazing balloons and the yeah. Polaroid pictures, like that's lovely. But people are going to stay, remember, and recall the substance that, like, you're not going to think about, I don't know, the silly string. No one has silly string at a party, but you know what I mean. No right, one's right, right. going to remember the silly string. That's that's um, not what's left in people's hearts. And, like, if yeah. we can, if any of us that, that are listening, that have, that go back to their corporate job, because I've, I get it. I've had a corporate job. I've worked at a startup. I haven't just always planned fun parties. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. People are going to think what they're going to think. It's fine. But I, what I will say is um, you can take what I feel like you can experience at an event and bring it to small socially distanced groups in your workplace. There is no reason why when you are on those Zoom calls and you have that annoying like 10 minute conversation at the beginning of the call or the end of the call that you can't add substance to it, that you can't talk about things that matter to you, that if given the opportunity and you're filling out feedback for like what it's like working remotely, you know, because I know companies are like, are you dead yet? Like, how's, (laughs) how's this going for you? For you to speak up and say like, all right, like we still need to have employee resource groups. I still want to be talking about these things. Um, I think people can take, a little bit of the recipe that I feel like we formulated in Dallas at the Riveter mm-hmm. and bring it back to their perspective companies they own to companies they work for. Right now, it is so essential to keep having meaningful conversations about work, equity for women, equity for women of all races and people of all races. Um, but really, really, really fully embrace the fact that this isn't something that gets to get pushed off to the side because um, it is essential. And the essential nature of people being able to engage with each other thoughtfully with really solid information is worth so much. It's a, it, can, it can help retain employees. It can help keep ploy, employees engaged. Um, I'm sure you can speak to that. Like from an HR standpoint, people want 
to care about the cause. People want to care about things going on in the workplace. So I really say my world looks a whole lot different now. I'm not necessarily in the same role I was in. I hope that there's ways that that role will always be a part of what I do. Um, But if you never came to one of my events and you might not have ever been to an event like the ones we're talking about or hyping up, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been to something (laughs) like that. If there isn't a community like that or there aren't events like that, go, go make them, go create them. Like I hope that people listening, if they're yearning for community, they can hear from someone who's created a lot of community at different companies. You can do it. If you care passionately about a topic, you can go do it. I love it. That was so brilliant. And with that, I think that is the perfect segue into our industry rapid fire. Now, what's interesting about these questions is I'm sure the answers would look completely different six months ago. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to have you answer them as a community cultivator. So if you want to think about social media, sure. being your own CEO or being a former events director, Answer it however you want. Sure. But industry rapid fire. What is the biggest misconception about your industry? It's like we talked about. It is all <laughs> looks. It's all pretty people doing pretty things with like styled shoots and product. There's so much more to it. And there's so many people and businesses and causes behind the brands that, of course, we want everything to be aesthetically pleasing. But I think that um, some of my most successful events I have no pictures of. And not yeah. saying not saying the ones that I have pictures of were trash because that's not true. <laughs> um, right. But I think that there might be a uh, misconception there that it, it didn't happen if the you know it wasn't documented properly. Um, people, it's it, it's easy to judge because an event is exactly what it says. Like it's something extra. It's a, er, it's special. It's outside of your norm. So you expect it to be all these like bright, shiny, amazing things when sometimes, um, you know, a small round table that's talking about something impactful is so much more than the event with 200 people in the crowd and the photographers. Absolutely. I, I love that. And what is your, the least, what is your least favorite part about your industry? Gosh, these are all going to wrap into the same thing. <laughs> the, the, the BS around it. I think that, um, so you experience this with me. I, I promise, and I know that there's so many people out there like me. I have had every job out there. I have, you know, opened boxes yep. the night before, um, you know, on, Thanksgiving Day, technically, for Black Friday when I used to work in retail. And I started at the absolute bottom, which the bottom, everybody, like, if you haven't hung out down there, it is tough. Um, (laughs) It's tough. I'm still there. I'm still there. Um, But if you haven't, like, experienced that, let me tell you, (laughs) you'll learn about who you are. But what I'm trying to say is um, I will get to an event four hours early, and I'll also stay four hours late. Um, and that could be my least favorite and favorite thing altogether because that is so underappreciated. And I think that this is a great time to also say for all of those essential workers out there, retail workers, people that work in grocery stores, any essential food service, they are so underappreciated for their time that they put in prior to, you know, a store opening. Um, or a store closing, 
uh, it's something that we all need to recognize. And my least favorite um, part about my industry was that was not always appreciated. That there were amazing organizations, but sometimes there weren't. Sometimes there were people that would absolutely take advantage of me. There were people that would leave things absolutely trashed. Um, I wasn't, I was also like a venue coordinator. Um, so I was, you know, picking up trash. I mean, I had people be incredibly disrespectful and, you know, assume that I'm, you know, here to just pick up their mess, which I'd gladly do because it needs to get done. But I think it's a great time to say that that is something that every industry has. There's a, there's an ugly side to every industry and there's a lot of work that goes in before people see the magic. And it also relates to those essential roles because for those store aisles to look beautiful and stocked and that magic to happen in those stores and the organization and everything to happen, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I think in a time like now, people really need to be good to each other because these events that are happening out there, like we were talking earlier about the state fair. Mm -hmm. Guys, I totally called Jasmine before this to talk to her because I missed her so much. Like we talked before we talked. So that shows how much I like her. Um, (laughs) But like the people that are going to go put in the effort at the state fair, like there's so much work to put in there. Oh my gosh, right? it's, It's my least favorite that people don't have the decency to appreciate each other and understand that there's always a lot of behind the scenes work that happens. And all of these people that are amazing essential workers, I can't thank them enough because I have just a small glimpse, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just being a, a former employee and then a leader within a very large company. It's tough. And those people right now are actual heroes. Um, Thank you. It like low key hero. So it is hard. It's, it's my least favorite part of the industry, but it's also something that like really builds that equity that you like, I love what I do. I love what I do. I'm, right. Like, scrubbing that, like, I love it. I love it. I love it. Like in the double wears uh, Prada. Where yeah. she's like, I love my job. I love my job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that, but um, I think in any industry right now, people are out there hustling. Um, thank your, you know, person bagging your groceries, please. Yeah. Like and just don't be a, an a-hole. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I think that's, yes, just don't be an a-hole. Exactly. Now, on the flip side, what is the best thing or your favorite thing about your industry or your profession? I would say it's it's always going to be the people. Um, and where startups really brought me so much joy was seeing not only the company I was working for, because the last three companies I worked at were all startups. Um, seeing those companies grow, but also seeing um, my coworkers and people that reported into me grow as well. Um, I think that there's something so amazing to see people's personal growth um, and see them develop and really do things that they didn't think they could do or challenge themselves. And I think events definitely challenge you. Uh, but more, more generally, just in marketing, um, it was always cool to see personal development and I think that sometimes I need to take my own, you know, advice and perspective and take a look at it and say, um, you know, I need to see those things in myself as well. I'm, I'm typically hard on myself and we've talked about this before. It, it's so hard to recognize the good and the things that you have brought to the table that um, people are always going to be my favorite part of the industry that I've been in. But I also need to remember that I'm a part of that people. 
And I also have done big and wonderful things, even if I don't want to, you know, give myself that pat on the back. It's hard. It's hard to have that full perspective to know people make you wonderful. You make them wonderful. But that community, I could sing community all day long. It's not bullshit. It's not like, you know, a cool girl group or like best (laughs) friend gang. Like, um, it's not, it's not that community is so much more. It's the vendors you work with. It's the people that help you set up the mic. It's the people that come to your events regularly. It's the people that low key hype you on the, on the internet. And they're like, go to Jordan's event, even though I can't go. Yes. Um, Oh God. Yes. Please support, support, Sometimes it looks like buying something, a service or whatever. It's also just like promoting your friends. So if you are friends with a small business owner, support their business. Give Yes. But I mean, people are going to be my favorite. And I think that um, recognizing that you are a part of that, like greater that that group is so hard sometimes. But the people in the community have totally made my career amazing. And I still think, and I believe that that's what's going to keep me going with this new venture. Um, It's going to be amazing clients with great missions. And I'm going to hope that I can help further their revenue streams and bring their business, you know, to its maximum potential. You will help with the vanity metrics, but you will also help make sure that their mission and the substance is there. Um, And then the final question in the industry rapid fire is what is the hiccup or failure you would never change about your journey or that you are most grateful for? Ooh, I feel like I've had plenty of hiccups, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but also um, there was a role that I had taken at a previous startup that I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it because I was able to learn how to um, speak up for myself, but I definitely took a job that other people told me I could do. And it wasn't something that I could do. If that makes any sense at all, it was this like, you're going to do great at this. We believe in you. And I did it. And it wasn't the right fit. I think Mm -hmm. I needed to truly like gung-ho, go into something, ride the wave, and also realize that like I can step out of something and say, no, like that doesn't work for me. I think I needed to find my voice. So there have been times to summarize like the hiccups that I have had. It all has to do with voice Um, because I want to be a yes girl. (laughs) I want to be – I want to say I can – meet every metric and do everything. Um, But that isn't always the case. So I think I'm so glad that I had the experiences where I was able to say, actually, this role that you were envisioning me for, I would need more support here to be able to execute it properly. Actually finding my voice and saying, no, that isn't something I have a refined skill set at, but I would need you know, management within that. I had to figure out how to say that versus just maybe like, struggling through and saying, I can do this. Uh, you know, they want me to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, really coming through and finding my voice and saying, being a yes girl and and being a girl that also enjoys what she's doing is a big factor. And I think we we can relate in that way as well, because sometimes things like aren't meant for you. 
<laughs> but and that's all and and it doesn't make you a bad person and no. that is a similar lesson I've had to learn um things aren't always a fit and that's okay not everything is meant to like not every journey is um no journey is one size fits all no. and I'm excited for everyone to stay in touch with you and continue to keep up with your journey Jordan so uh go ahead and plug your Instagram where can people find you and um and stay in touch with you. Of course. Um, so personal Instagram is my name. So Jordan underscore Pinkerton underscore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess there was another Jordan that didn't have an underscore. Um, and then my new business, the violet iris, it's the dot violet dot iris. They're both on Instagram. If you find one, you'll find the other. I'm in both of the bios. Um, I'm going to be sharing a lot in trying to create community around my new brand. I'm going to be sharing tips on that Instagram. So hopefully you can follow along, even if you can't hire me on for my services. Hopefully you'll learn something as you go. Um, I'm going to really start moving into full-time social media for my brand starting next week. I've started to do all the planning. So it's, it's happening. It's real. As a career coach and writer, I get a lot of the same questions from my clients and my friends, which is, how did you go out on your own, become a full-time freelancer, and how can I do it too? And while I will be the first person to preach that no two journeys are the same, I do think there are some tried and true steps in order to ensure success as you go out and become your own boss. And everything I learned, I learned from the best. It's Jennifer Fitta. But I'm not alone. There's over 100,000 other people who trust her, as well as 30 institutions. I'm talking professors, y'all. Like, people with doctorates. So... You know that I'm in good company and in good hands. If you want to learn some tactics and strategies or you just want to understand how the hell business works, but you don't feel like getting an MBA, which by the way, you don't need one of those to be successful despite what some people in industries will tell you, then great. Head on over to byobrevolt.com. There, it's an educational platform. There's an online community. You can even pick up her book, with the same name, Be Your Own Boss. There's a shop. That's where I get my no five-year plan shirt that a lot of you guys love on Instagram. Either way, there's something for everyone. So take a little peek. And if you see something you like, I have a special offer code for y'all. 25% off site-wide. Just use the code OfficePolitics, one word. Again, whether it's a t-shirt, a book, something else, just make sure to save yourself 25%. You use the code Office Politics. And hey, do me a favor when you buy your book or your shirt or you join the online community, please, please, please give me a shout out on social media. I would love to start a conversation with you, see what you're learning, see what's working for you, and keep that dialogue going. All right, guys, back to the show. Okay, so we are back with Jordan Pinkerton, and obviously, I pretty much consider you a socialite, which you know. Oh my gosh, you're too kind. You're too kind. I'm coming to you live from my couch in my robe, so (laughs) 
So social. With your husband's yeah. um, video game headset yes, on. Yes, I totally got his headset on right now. I'm like gaming, but also podcast recording. So you know. multitasker, she does it mm-hmm. all, folks. Mm-hmm. So I want to do a best of Dallas rapid fire. Um, I know you could probably say a thousand places, but I want to know the best place in Dallas to blank. First place that comes to mind. Okay, ready. Best ready. place in Dallas to get food. Okay, so I absolutely love Tribal All Day Cafe in Bishop Arts. They're super badass people. I had the privilege of working with them on some events. Um, and they're it's amazing fresh food. It's a really cool atmosphere. They have juices that are sold in all kinds of different stores across DFW. Um, cold pressed juices, which are amazing. Um, and then they have just an a killer menu. So you can have something healthy. You can have something like delicious and healthy. (laughs) It's, it's really, it's, it's a great place to go sit out on the patio or sit inside. The staff is amazing. Um, take your mom there, take your date there, take your sister there, whomever. It's great. Perfect segue because what is the best neighborhood to take out of town visitors? Well, I'm always going to represent Oak Cliff. I've been in Oak Cliff for, Uh, four years now, um, grew up in Arlington. Uh, I would say Oak Cliff, and I'm going to use the phrase Oak Cliff because I know a lot of people like to generalize and say Bishop Arts. Mm-hmm. No, Bishop Arts is cool too, but like yep. Oak Cliff, like there are some amazing spots that don't have to be off of Davis and Bishop. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Th- so Oak Cliff as a whole, I would do like a low-key taco tour. There's amazing like spots to go to. There's plenty of things that are off the beaten path in Oak Cliff, but also Bishop Arts is badass and obviously being super developed right now, good or bad. But yes, you know, <laughs> I everything she just said, totally agree with. Now, where is the best place to have happy hour? Okay, so if you're like trying to be cute on Instagram, <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to say like the botanist or Paradiso. So there are two new concepts. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous, especially going into fall. People that don't do Bishop Arts or Oak Cliff, they're going to feel like they went out of town and went somewhere super badass. I mean, I don't live as close to like Deep Ellum. I mean, I live close, but I don't go over there. So don't ask me where to go over there, but I can definitely tell you those are the two spots in Bishop Arts. Um, now I have to look up the botanist because I haven't heard. Is that one new? It, it's it's connected to Paradiso. So it's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's just the bar concept. And then like there's a bar and restaurant at Paradiso. So it's all within this like gorgeous, luscious like setting under trees. And it makes you feel like you're not in Dallas. So that's why I like it. Even though I love Dallas, it feels special. I love that. Ooh, that's nice. Now, where is the best place to grab something sweet? Okay, this is a tie. So I I couldn't really narrow it down. So the Salty Donut just (gasps) opened. It is so good. I just had it for the first (laughs) time this weekend. Dude, okay. So we had the brown butter and sea salt donut, and then we had the maple and bacon. You didn't get the flan one? I couldn't choose. And I was like, Jordan, Uh I cannot have more than two donuts in a setting. (laughs) So we, um, my husband's name is Jordan as well for new listeners. So me and Jordan (laughs) are going to go. Husband Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Yes. And like, we're going to go and it's so good. And then I need to try the lemonade uh, cold brew because I heard that's really good. But I was like, so good. 
Oh my god. It's so good. So they have like a huge cult following. They're um originally based in Miami. Um they came to Dallas pre-COVID. They actually opened during COVID. So like shout out because it seems like they're doing really well. Wow. Um it's in a really cute little spot. Um you can bring dogs and stuff outside. So big fan of that. They have like coffee, drinks, and then they rotate out their flavors. And what I really love and pretty much why I've mentioned who I've mentioned is because of their like ability to highlight local people. That's a big thing for me when I'm picking vendors for events or working with people. Mm -hmm. So like tribal sources, a lot of things locally, um, same thing at salty donuts. So, um, when they like do a bourbon maple donut, they're like the bourbons, like local when they do, um, like, so name whatever's in it. It's like something is like Texan, right. Or local, um, so that's really cool. And they have an amazing um, flan one that you have to try. That's delicious. And then my second place for something sweet, I have a massive hollow sweet tooth. Um, it is so big. Um, so there is a really great shop that's on, oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. It's either on 6th or 7th Street. I can drive you there, but can't tell you the address. Um, it's called Coco Andre. And it is um, owned by an amazing woman and her mother. Um, She actually has two daughters. So Cindy over at Coco Andre is um, somebody you have to go by and say hi to. Um, She has a chocolate shop. So it's not just that. Like, I feel like I'm overgeneralizing. Please don't hate me, guys. Y'all just, they do so much. Um, So they are, um, they have a, a dirty horchata. That is Ooh, amazing. And then they God. do, you know, the, the, uh, Latin pastries, um, that like the palm douce, I'm mm-hmm. butchering this. Well, they do like a concha with it and they can cut it in half and put ice cream in the concha. And then you have a horchata to drink. And it's like, so, I mean, all their stuff is so good. They make it all in house. Cindy, don't hate me. I'm like Latina, but like, don't speak Spanish. So I just butchered <laughs> all of that. Um, I don't know. I'm this one. I'm sorry, but Cindy and her mom are amazing, and they've spoken at a couple of events that I've had. They did our chocolate at my grand opening. Um, my local people, like I love you. Um, so they're they're open um, weekdays and weekends. You can go in, go into the shop, get like a yummy chocolate or um, like anything they have in there, and then you can also get like a drink. Um, so. They're amazing. I love that they're amazing Latina women out there kicking ass. Um, and they are Oak Cliff like natives. They're like OG before everything was cool over there. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and their their stuff is out of this world. Like so good. Double chef's kiss. Love you, Coco <gasps> Andre. I love um, it. so like, you know, salty donuts badass, like Belen and- Coco Andre. And then what about where is the best place to take Instagram photos? Okay, so I'm about to be cliche, but y'all don't need to have a cute background anymore. I see these girls out there. They're like <laughs> on a street corner and it looks disgusting and they still look like mod. I don't I don't understand anymore. I don't understand. Uh, you know, Instagram photos overrated. Just like go have a badass time with your friends wherever that is and take a picture of the moment, post it. Well, isn't that just the more mature answer I was not expecting? Uh, well, I was I like, mean, Jordan's going to spill the tea and let me know the next hot spot. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, I've turned into like a freaking landscape photographer. I'm like, oh, I love this view. Click. 
look, that isn't going to get you likes, but I don't really care. Instagram's for me. It's like my little photo album. Uh, have a great time with your friends and at least like, hello, it's a gift to be out anymore. Oh so, my gosh. Yes, woman. But all these exactly. Gen Z kids are out there like basically in the middle of the street and somehow they still look like models. And it's like, oh, oh where are you? It's I, so exotic. Oh my God. I watched, a, I sat down and watched a tutorial on like, because I feel like they have a different self-timer than I do. So when I use a self-timer, I'm like, it still looks fine, but they look so yeah. cool with these angles. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. But now, I mean, that's not the social media management you're going to get with me. <laughs> I'm going to give you some strategy and we're going to get, honestly, we're going to generate some revenue. Yes. We might not. Like, I'm definitely not out there trying to have your like thoughty pick in the street. Like, it's probably not going to happen. There's Listen, other companies for that if you that want that. I, I am the friend to call. If you want to have some drinks, I will take your thoughty pictures and I oh will gosh, be like, yes, poke the booty out, girl. But next is, and oh, the final is where is the best place in Dallas to recharge? Where do you, where do you love to just get away when you've had Ooh, a Ooh, okay. So I sound very like, only want to talk about my hood but no. but oak cliff um, really is the best it really is so oak cliff nature preserve nature preserve is kind of low-key it's way west compared to like where anyone would consider like oh that's not a not oak cliff well it technically still is um but it is such a hidden gem i have to take you there sometime if you haven't been mm-hmm. um we can take my dogs there it's these really crazy trails that no matter what I always get lost on and I've been there like 200 times. I've <laughs> never been on the, like, the same walk there ever. Everything ends up looking the same. I'm like, am I lost? Uh, but I recharge there because I, I think because there maybe isn't a path and this sounds very like, sound like I'm about to like tell a real story, but there isn't like this like paved path. So I don't feel like I have to follow it. So oh, I'm like, I love Oh, that. that's beautiful. That's like, really beautiful, Jordan. I, mean, I really wasn't like trying, but once I said it, I was like, yeah, that is. That's She's nice. also a copywriter, um, so she can do that on top of your social media. So it's all about a feeling, you know? Uh, <laughs> but really, truly, uh, being somewhere where you're not thinking as much for me is good. Um, so if I'm somewhere where I'm not like, okay, I've only got 1.5 miles left, I know exactly where I am. Typically, when I'm here, I'm tired. You know, I'm if I'm honestly getting lost somewhere is where I'm like recharging because I'm not thinking I'm not I'm not like this step and this step and this step step. we should definitely go it's awesome yay and then the final thing I want to ask you is you know everyone once you see Jordan's page you'll see that she is very beautiful gorgeous oh my gosh wait weren't you a beauty pageant queen or something I mean it's some you know I was 2000 Okay. okay, humble pie. Like, <laughs> yes. 2011, I was Miss Northeast Texas. I competed in the Miss Texas pageant. Got some scholarship money for college. Woo woo. Woo. It was a really that. fun journey. And I got some scholarship money, which was great. We had a lot of service projects we did. I mean, hey, if I could only be 21 and look like that again. No. <laughs> but yes. Everyone, you literally look 21. So I have to know. What are your favorite? I want to. We're going to talk hair, skin, and clothing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. What are like your favorite hair care products? So recently, I transitioned from like the expensive stuff I get from my um, hair lady, which is great. I just like 
can't afford it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Target and I got some recommendations from friends. I've been using that Kristen S brand. You are not okay. I've had other people recommend say they they've really been liking it okay it's great it's great so i use the shampoo and conditioner just like the plain jane kind and i use like a detangler from them and then i have a little secret weapon um i get it from amazon since i dye my hair no i'm not a natural blonde um i have jet black hair naturally (laughs) so i get my hair colored often um, it is a, it's called Fanola No Yellow Shampoo. It's like $12 on Amazon. If you use it for like two minutes in the shower, it's like the best toning shampoo ever. It's like the purple kind, but it leaves like no yellow or like brassy colors. So I get cheapo stuff from Target and cheapo stuff from Amazon, but like make it all work together. Or that's been my routine recently. Nice. Easy. Oh, I love that. And then what are your favorite skincare products? Well, I have gotten into The Ordinary, if you've heard of them. Damn it. Okay. I just have to – I just need to buy everything now. Everyone I know with incredible skin – and they and it's like affordable too because I was like okay. it's so cheap. It, no, yeah. it's it's not even affordable. It's cheap. Like the yeah. whole serum <laughs> is like seven dollars. It's cheap. Oh my god. Okay. So, it's so good. Anything from that line specifically that you think? What, oh, what do you think should butcher, be my first purchase? I'm about purchase. to butcher it. Oh god. Okay. I'm gonna say the name wrong. Um. Oh god. It's, it's mm, squall squalene squalene. It's a, some sort of plant ac- extract, squalene. I'll send you a pic. <laughs> do that. What does it do? Um, it is an oil. It's just a face oil like that rehydrates. Um, and it has been, I don't, I have like eh, medium to oily skin. And um, just because you have oily skin doesn't mean don't hydrate it. So I think typically people with oily skin are like, oh my gosh, I'm just not going to ever put anything on my skin. That's That ain't it. Um, so this is a really nice hydrating oil that's from plant extracts, this squalene, whatever the hell it's called. Um, and you put it on and it really soaks into my skin nicely. I use, um, I use that. And then they also have like, if you, if you're new to serums, I think you could honestly buy their whole product line for under a hundred dollars and just like go through it. Okay, um, great to see like to see what works for you. But I've done I've done like the milky jelly cleansers and the um, all the serums from Glossier. I mean, I'm a serum hoe. Like if somebody's got a serum that they want to like tell me that they love, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I've done like Sunday Riley. I've done a bunch of them. But the best brand, I definitely think for affordability and like kind of a catch all. So it's going to give you like multi-purpose is going to be the ordinary and they sell it at Ulta now. It used to only be online. Um, It's really great for all skin types team, the ordinary. Love it. Perfect. And then clothing. I know we're all living in our sweats right now, but do you have a favorite clothing brand? Well, I, I mean, I get my stuff from all over the place. I mean, I hate, to put this on record, but I mean, I'm a fast fashion girl. I know, I'm, I'm trash. I'm trash. <laughs> I know. Um, and I don't condone, uh, you know, half the, the places that I get clothes from, but you know, we're lazy and it is what it is. But mm-hmm. I mean, I love a good Zara and H and M, et cetera. Like, hello, I'm brought to you by target. That's what it says. It says, <laughs> it actually says on my forehead, non-essential brought to you by target, um, on me. Like, 
Oh my gosh, I'm sure the people at Target are like, there she is again. Oh, she's absolutely. Back. Or like uh, when I tag things on Instagram, I'm like, well, Target, Target style, Target <laughs> Right, so. right. But fast fashion, you know what, is what it is. But I will say, we're going to go back to the neighborhood. This is like the Jordan theme, neighborhood community. Um, Beatnik is a really cute uh, boutique in Oak Cliff off of um, Davis and Tyler. And Lindsay is her name. She's the owner. She has beautifully handpicked stuff that is like um, 10 times better than anything you'll see in Free People. More affordable, but like a gorgeous aesthetic. Like Free People meets Cool Girl meets everybody that I want to be. And her stuff is amazing. And she sells stuff for like kiddos, mamas. Um, she, it's all beautiful. So, um, if I ever can, whenever I'm in Oak Cliff and like, I need a, like a quick outfit, I'll, I'll get something from her. Um, but it's so hard because like Dallas doesn't have a lot of great shopping for clothes. Yeah, I agree with that. I, which I think is part of why I do a lot of online stuff. Yeah. It's just like, where are you going to go? So, I mean, anybody out there that wants to start a boutique. Yeah. This might be your time. Exactly. Um, (laughs) You might need to get someone to invest on that real estate, though, but um, you should definitely do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jordan, thank you so much for being here. It's been so much fun. And I am excited to just, again, watch everything grow and bloom. And we will be in touch. Well, thank you. And thank you for believing in me, being such a cheerleader. And if you're listening to one podcast, this better be the one, people. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) She's as real as they come. She's just amazing on the mic as she is in real life. So oh, I love you. She All she the right. best. Thank you, darling. All right, everyone. This has been Office Politics. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. 